Um, so, um, I want to, if you turn to John chapter 6, uh, John chapter 6, um, I'll be referring to a story there and um, uh, reading from that, and then we'll be leading into breaking the bread. But I want to tell you a previous story. So while you're finding John 6, we're going to be going from about verse 25, but uh, from verse... Uh, from verse 1, it talks about a story of Jesus feeding 5,000 people. What had happened was Jesus was healing people and crowds were following him. And they followed him for more than a day. They were just they were there and Jesus was concerned that they wouldn't have the energy to walk home. So he said to his disciples, let's feed this crowd. And they looked at him and said, you must be joking uh, you know, and he says, well, what have you got? And so he said to them, well, we've got uh, just five tara, five loaves, and five ikka, uh, two, uh, two ikka, two fish. And so Jesus says, that's fine for me. Let's take that. And so he blesses the kai, and he then gives it to uh, his disciples. And then uh, they then give to everyone else. And as they give as the disciples take this food, this small amount of food, which wasn't even enough to feed the 12 disciples, as they give it out, it multiplies and feeds a crowd. And they do a head count, and there's at least 5,000 people. And at the end, everyone's satisfied, and uh, they go home, and it's all good. The story that I just want to read quickly, or part of it, is what happens the next day. Because the crowds go home, the disciples go across the lake, and then uh, Jesus himself, actually on this occasion, walks across the lake to the other side. And in the morning, the crowds are looking for Jesus. And eventually, they find him. They realize that he's gone the other side of the lake. And they say, we've been looking out for you. Where have you been? This is what I want to uh, pick up the story for in verse 25 of John 6. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for on him... God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus said, the work of God is simply this, to believe the one that he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may believe? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna, which was miraculous provision from heaven in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven. It's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Jesus declared to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Let's just pick it up in verse uh, 51. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. 
The Jews then began to argue sharply among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. So, <laughs> this is what happens when Jesus has fed the crowd, they find him and they come to him expecting more. They come back for more. They go, Jesus, where are you? He says, listen, you're looking for me for all the wrong reasons. You came to me for healing and that was great. You fed and filled your stomachs yesterday. That was awesome. But what you don't realise is the miracles point to something far greater than that. They point to me. He said physical healing is fine, but actually what you need is spiritual healing. There's something in your heart that needs to change. And he said physical food, that satisfies natural hunger. But he said we all have a spiritual hunger, so you need spiritual food. So he said don't just settle for the miracles. Jesus said in verse 27, don't work for food that spoils but for food that endures or leads to eternal life. In other words, there is more to life than material stuff. We all know that. Listen, what he says is, look, bread runs out, bread goes stale, it goes off, or if you've had some bread, you feel hungry after a while, it doesn't completely satisfy. That's in the physical realm. He said what you need is real bread. A bread that satisfies on the inside, it satisfies the cry in the human heart. It's, it's bread that's always fresh. It's bread that gives you life. It's bread that actually gives you eternal life. It goes on. You see, we live in the material world and somehow we're lied to that that's it. But actually, we all know that that's a lie. There's more to life than the material world. There is the spiritual side to us. There's a dimension to us. There's, if you like, we live in the material world, the physical world, three dimensions. You know, it's got height, it's got... Da-da. I want to suggest to you there's a fourth dimension. It is the spiritual dimension. And without the fourth dimension, we're not living as God wants us to live. This is what a journalist, uh, Bernard Levin, uh, late... Um, journalist, uh, I think he passed away 13 years ago. Anyway, he said this, countries like ours are full of people who have all the material comforts they desire, together with such non-material blessings as a happy family, and yet lead lives of quiet or noisy desperation, understanding nothing but the fact that there is a hole inside of them, and that however much food and drink they pour into it, however many motor cars and TV sets they stuff into it, however many well-balanced children and loyal friends they parade around the edge of it, it aches. And it's into a culture like ours that Jesus comes and goes, of course it aches, you need real food. You need the bread of life. 
It's into this culture, into this exactly like ours, that Jesus says this. Ko aho te taro o te ora. Ko aho te taro o te ora. Except he didn't speak in Māori. He said, I'm the bread of life, and he didn't even say it in English. He said it in whichever language he spoke. But he said, listen, the reason he said that, he said, because in every culture, or in most cultures around the world, many cultures, bread is like an essential staple diet. It's basic food. In so many cultures of the world, you talk bread, bread is, bread's in there somewhere. Whether it's naan or whether it's sort of one of these, you know. I mean, this, these, these look good, don't they? Oh, they're really nice. They're, I like those. I like those. Crispy top. But, um, you know, whatever it is, bread is a staple part of many cultures' diets. And the reason... And, and you can't go very far in, in, in different cultures without eating bread. I mean, you can eat fancy food if you can afford fancy food. So fancy food's not for everyone. Bread is for everyone. So Jesus said... I am the bread of life. I'm accessible to all. I'm for everyone. I'm the basic ingredient for spiritual life. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I'm not just for a select few. I'm for everyone. It's for everyone here. Now, that's a massive claim. That is a huge claim. In fact, what you find is Jesus made huge claims all over the place. Almost everything Jesus said about himself, you think, you what? And it's kind of for us really to discover, is he really true to what he says? Is he really the bread of life? What's Jesus claiming here? Huge things. He says this in verse 35, if, um, if you're hungry, come to me. If you come and feed on the bread of life, you will never go hungry again or be thirsty again. He says you'll receive forgiveness of your sins. All of us have blown it and stuffed up. We all need forgiveness. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. You feed on me, you'll receive eternal life, your sins will be forgiven, you'll come into a relationship with God. But you've got to come to me. You see, those are the spiritual benefits. The spiritual benefits are that we can receive forgiveness, we can have eternal life. We can know that when our time goes to leave this earth, we have an eternal destiny ahead of us. But Jesus said, you can receive those spiritual benefits if you eat the bread of life. That's what he says. You need to eat spiritually. In verse 53, Jesus says, unless you eat the kiko kiko, the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his toto, his blood, you have no life in you. If you, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Now, that sounds gross. And that's what the crowds thought. They thought, ah, oh, what is this guy saying? He's talking about eating his flesh, drinking his blood. Is he into cannibalism? And once more, the crowd got it completely wrong. They were originally thinking of physical bread, and Jesus was saying, not physical bread, it's spiritual bread that I can give you. That's what you really need. Now they're going, ugh, we've got to eat your flesh and drink your blood. He's going, uh -uh, you've got it wrong again. 
What I'm talking about is you need to spiritually feed on me to receive the benefits of this bread of life. Just as physical bread satisfies physical hunger and as you eat it physically, it gives you those physical benefits, so the spiritual bread satisfies spiritual hunger if you eat it spiritually. So I guess the question is, if we're supposed to eat it spiritually, how do you eat it spiritually? What does that mean? What's Jesus talking about? We know how to eat physically. In a minute, we're going to be uh, eating some physical bread. But it's this massive symbol of the spiritual bread that Jesus talked about. How do you eat it? Well, firstly, we need to admit that we have a spiritual hunger or a spiritual need. We need to admit, actually, there's a hole here that everything else that I've been trying to cram it full of hasn't filled this hole. Admit you have a spiritual hole inside of you. Admit you need God's forgiveness. We need to believe that God has provided the bread of life for us. Jesus died on the cross for us. And when you realize that he died so that you could be forgiven, you need to believe that God has provided spiritual bread for you, spiritual food for you. You need to come to Jesus. Jesus invites us all to come to him as we are and come and follow him. You see, there's two sorts of following Jesus. There's the crowd who came one day and fed their stomachs and they just followed Jesus because they were following the crowd and they were part of the crowd. Jesus always turns on his head and said, no, 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 you don't just need to follow the crowd. You don't just need to go to church. You You need to follow me. You need to come and follow me. I want you to be my disciple. I want you to follow me. Not just be part of the crowd following. I want you to follow me. You see... There was a time in my life where I started to realise that there was a spiritual need inside of me. I was spiritually hungry. I felt distant from God. I felt there was no way that I could come to God. And it bothered me. I was hungry. I had this hole inside. And, uh, okay, I was brought up. I'd heard about Jesus so many times, but it kind of went over my head. There was this aching hole inside. I would not eaten the bread of life. Until one day, I saw it. It, just, it was almost like, oh my gosh, I realise that Jesus did this for me. And it was that day that by faith, I was like, I receive you, Jesus. Forgive me, come into my life. It was like I spiritually ate. And all I know is that life has been different since. The whole inside has been fulfilled, and Jesus is fulfilling that hole. There was some years ago, uh, when I was over in the UK, there was a, a young man who came to Alpha, I think he was 18, 19, a guy called Richard, brought to Alpha by his friend Doug, and uh, he became, towards the end of the course, he became a Christian, and this is what he said. I always remember him saying this. He said, my life is now complete. I've found the part that was missing only I never knew it was missing before. That's what I call someone who has eaten the bread of life. 
someone who has partaken of Jesus and found life. The end of the story, tragically, in one sense, that Richard got sick, and I visited him in hospital just a few months after this, actually. He passed away. But because he had eaten the bread of life, Jesus promised him eternal life. So it was sad, but also you knew where he was going. I know I'm going to meet Richard one day, and he's going to have a well body. Listen, I just, if you feel that you, if you're investigating the Christian faith, or if you're seeking, or you're intrigued, or you're like, I've heard about this relationship with God, but I'm not there quite, I just want to say this to you. What Jesus says, he says, I am the living bread. The bread, this bread is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. Jesus was crucified for you. That's what I discovered one day, he was crucified for me. You need to realise Jesus was crucified for you. That means your sin is dealt with on the cross by Jesus. That's for each one of you here. Jesus died for you. Jesus is that source of life. When he says, I'm the bread of life, he, he's saying, I can give you life, a, a, the source of eternal life, the quality of life that comes from knowing God and a quality of life that goes on even after death into eternity. And Jesus, But Jesus says to us, and he says to you today, but unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. So Jesus is inviting you today, if you don't yet know Jesus, to come to him today. He's inviting you to spiritually eat of him, to partake in what he did. The invitation is uh, for everyone, not just in this room, it's for everyone right around the world. It's for our friends, it's for those that we uh, work with, it's whoever. But only those who eat, Jesus said, have life. Only those who eat have eternal life. Only those who eat have life as God experienced. Only those who follow Jesus experience this life. He says, look, you can know about the bread of life. You've got to eat the bread of life. Come and feed on me. I want to invite you today, if you don't know Jesus, to come to him today and feed on Jesus. You've explored him. Maybe now today is the time for you to go, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. I also want to say to you, if any of you are unsure where you stand with God, in terms of your relationship with God, this is where I would love to invite you to come to our Alpha Dinner in 10 days' time. It just gives you an ex a chance to explore the Christian faith. Just come on this one Wednesday. It will be a lovely meal. We'll introduce what the Alpha course is all about, but really, um, I mean, Alpha is about asking big questions of life. It's about asking, if there's a God, is it really possible to know him? If it's possible to know him, can I be accepted by him? Uh, who's Jesus? What was the point of the cross? What's the point of life? It's asking those big questions. So we've got an introductory dinner on Wednesday the 18th of October, 10 days' time. Come to that one. If you like what you see, I like what you hear. Just come on the journey with us over the following eight weeks, okay? So come along and see. Now I want to talk to those who follow Jesus.
Those of you who've already fed on Jesus. Remember the feeding of the 5,000 which this story comes from. It comes after it. At the time, the followers of Jesus were there. It seemed like a huge, overwhelming challenge. They only had a few tara and a few ika. They didn't have much. When Jesus blessed it and gave it back to them, they didn't keep it for themselves. That would have been selfish lunchtime for the disciples. Jesus gave it to them, and as they gave to others, it multiplied. And there was plenty for everyone. The disciples fed Everyone in the crowd fed. They gave it away. That's physical food. That's what physically happened. Now think spiritual, because this passage is all about the spiritual side of it. Think spiritually. Maybe you don't feel you've got much. Maybe you think, oh, I'm not very good evangelist, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Listen, you don't need to be an evangelist. You just need to be what Jesus said you already are. You're a witness. If you're a follower of Jesus, you've, a witness is someone who's seen something, experienced something, knows something to be absolutely true, so therefore passes it on to others and tells someone. So we're all witnesses. You're a witness. You've experienced Jesus. What I've said about Jesus being the bread of life, you know to be true. If you're following Jesus, you know it to be true. You know he's given you life. So just as the Jesus said to the disciples, so give it away then. I want to encourage you over this next week, not only for this next week, but to invite people to Alpha. Because if you've tasted the bread of life, Alpha is an opportunity for your friends and your colleagues, those who don't know Jesus personally, or those who maybe walked with Jesus once but not really are now following him. Alpha's for them. So invite them. I want to ask you, use the invitations that are on your seat, either for you personally or for a friend. And on a practical note, please let us know. There's a sign-up sheet at the back in terms of put your name down, put the name of the friend you're bringing. If you haven't heard back from them, so you don't know if they're definitely coming, put a question mark. If uh, you know they are coming, put a tick by their name. But just if you could let us know, please, that would be awesome. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you've known what it is, the bread of life. So what we're going to do now is we're going to be um, leading into communion soon. And uh, I'm going to be encouraging parents to go out soon, not yet. Just before Jesus went to the cross, he had a meal. He was about to go to the cross and about to die. And he had a meal with his disciples, with his followers. And it was called the Last Supper. And during the Last Supper, Jesus took a loaf. And he took wine juice. It's okay, it's juice. But he took wine and what he said was this, he goes, this is my body. And he broke it. And he said, my body is about to be broken for you. I'm about to do something so that you can have eternal life. He was talking about, I'm about to be crucified. I'm about to be beaten ruthless. I'm about to have a spear thrust in my side. My body is going to be broken for you. Interesting, he took bread when he'd been talking about being the bread of life. Then he took a cup, a cup of wine, and he said, now this is my blood. Drink it. 
What he was saying was, in a few short hours, my blood is going to be shed. I'm giving my life for you. So do this to remember me. So what Jesus did in terms of taking the bread and the wine, he was saying, I am the bread of life. My body's going to be broken. I'm going to give my life so that you can have life. That's what we're going to just do in just a moment, okay? And what I'd encourage you, you see, it's a powerful picture, not only of Jesus being the bread of life, but it's a powerful picture as we come uh, of us receiving his forgiveness, of us receiving eternal life. So I want to encourage us to come by faith. Again, we're eating physical bread, but we're remembering spiritual bread. So don't get these two confused, okay? We're eating physical bread, but we're talking about spiritual bread. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you come and you're remembering Jesus you gave your life for me that I could live. I'm partaking by faith in what you've done for me. When you take the cup, you're doing the same. Or it could be, maybe you've never done this as a follower of Jesus before. Maybe today, by faith, you could say, I am putting my faith and trust in Jesus this morning. I'm putting my confidence in him. I want to follow him. I want to become a disciple today. I want to eat the bread of life. I want to receive his forgiveness. The invitation is for you. So we can all partake. We all need to partake in faith, believing the greater mystery that's behind this. This is why this is called Holy Communion. It's because this is a holy thing. This is sacred, what Jesus has done. He's given his life for us, that we can come in. It doesn't mean it's a solemn occasion. It means we can be thankful, grateful that Jesus gave his life for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to break bread in just a moment. So now is the time. If Jack, you can come, we'll sing a song together. Parents, if you could go and collect your kids, then what we will do is we'll break bread together. Is that cool? Thanks, Jack.